you have been cordially invited to the Eternal Slumber Party. are up here <laughs> y'all cozy all cozy the vmas went on for so long last night it was outrageously long there was no need for it them to be that long i saw a meme about um it was like a joke about kanye must be sitting at home or it was like kanye sitting at home watching taylor win everything and it was like a guy throwing a fit honestly she won <laughs> nine out of 11 nominations impressive yeah, she lost Song of the Summer and Editing. Ooh, who won Song of the Summer? Um, it was Seven by some K-pop artist that I don't oh. know how to say his name. Well. Yeah, so I'm like, well. Because uh, uh, her nomination was the Karma remix featuring Ice Spice. Oh. I would not have picked that as the Song of the Summer from her. Yeah. I would have thought that she would have had Antihero, but. Yeah. I mean, that's what kept winning awards. Everything is quoting. Yeah. And then Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo got best editing, but Olivia Rodrigo didn't win. Like the The editors won. Yeah. He's pooping. (laughs) I found him in the Target dollar section earlier this week. And I was like, I need something to like play with while I'm recording. So I'm not like. So I'm like using my hands for something and I found him and I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> He's just a little guy. He's a little guy. Oh, I liked how you started changing your little name too. So now you're ma- uh, maniacal laughter. I'm, oh, yeah. I I'm did. how I truly feel. Sucker, <laughs> Sucker punch. punch sucks. sucks. I hated every part of that. First of all, how are you? Besides the VMAs. Oh, you know what? I'm pretty good. Um, yeah. My neck has fully recovered from emo night. That's good. Yeah. It's, su- uh, it's surprising that you're the one with neck problems this time. Usually it's me that wakes up the next day and is like, can't move. Yeah, I went pretty hard. I, I headbanged so hard, my hair started coming out. And I usually like shake my head pretty vigorously at home before the night to make sure that I'm not going to lose like bobby fins or anything. Yeah. Um, I went pretty hard. I got pretty rowdy. You did. You did. It's that full bottle of tequila. It Okay. You've <laughs> got to stop saying that. That is going to concern so many people. I was right. at a friend's right. birthday party. It was not party. a full body. It was not a full bottle. It was not a full body. Full, full body of tequila. <laughs> um, I was at a friend's birthday party and the friend's lovely girlfriend booked an entire karaoke room for the group of friends. And the part of booking that room meant that we got bottle service. So there was some bottles of tequila that the birthday boy picked and some mixers and some buckets of white claws. And then I met up with Margot. And then we had a wonderful time being fake girlfriends. Yes. Because Kirstie gets hit on everywhere. Um, it's because my makeup trick of 
so many layers of powder so I yeah. don't sweat. Next time, San Junipero, you need to teach me. I, I will sacrifice the the freckles for this because I don't want to be sweaty anymore. I want I want to get hit on. <laughs> oh my god. So here's the thing. You could probably modify this to to you however you would like to do it. Here's what here's what I do. I'll start with the tutorial. Okay. Right, tutorial time. It's tutorial time. Hi, welcome to my tutorial. And if people really want to see what I'm doing, then maybe I'll make a video, but I have to be building into it because I have no motivation. Um, <laughs> start off with a matte. So first I want to say, I want to let everyone know my skin type is oily. I have oily skin and I live in a humid area. So this works for me. If you have dry skin, this will probably not work so well for you. That's my disclaimer. Okay. Get yourself a matte like makeup primer i like the silicone base ones because i like how it makes my face feel all smooth so put on a matte primer then do your foundation concealer i like to use a powder foundation to set then i have another powder where i powder my under eyes so that it doesn't show my eye bags as much and it lightens up my eye bags a little bit more then i go over that with another powder and then i set everything with a matte setting spray and then i fan myself with the setting spray or like um i have like a hand fan to make the setting spray dry faster could i skip the foundation do you think probably because i don't like foundation so you probably could because i usually have like a powder foundation like mm -hmm. i only wear foundation if it's supposed to be a full painted day and yeah. i need to like do the most but <laughs> i would say you could probably get away with just concealer and then like a powder foundation then i have like a powder compact and like a poof thing that i use specifically under my eyes what kind of powder is it um, I don't know. It's usually whatever my mom. So my mom will buy this powder from Amazon every so often. And she's like, no, it's from Amazon. I think I'm going to like it. It's a new product. I'm like, you're going to hate it because you always give it to me. But that's fine because you always give it to me. So right, I'll show so you. Me, yeah. Show me yeah, what I'll, you have. Like, yeah. Um, and it has like a little powder puff, but it's like a Korean beauty oh. powder thing. Oh, and okay? it works great. Okay. Got yeah. It. Then... I use like a white photo finish from NYX powder on top of all of that, like all over my face. And then I use a NYX setting spray, like a five. I, right now I'm just using their five of one setting spray. I've tried it with many setting sprays and it does not make a difference in my opinion. Like your setting spray, I've not really noticed a difference between my NYX, my Wet n Wild. Um, I do like the Urban Decay. Like, that's the one uh, I use. I use all nighter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's it's one of my products I like a lot because I like the way it mists. But the real secret, the real trick here, okay, is you spray it on and you spray kind of heavy. Then you take a hand fan or like any kind of fan and you blow like you dry it down really quick and fast. That's something I learned from Nikki Tutorials. Yep. And I do it all the time. I have a little fan on my desk because I learned that from her and I spray it down. That Urban Decay. 
setting spray though that's what kept my makeup on my face on saturday with how much i was sweating the eye makeup did not move i have very few holy grail products that i'm like i can't use anything else anything else is not as good um i only use the stila liner for eyeliner Mm -hmm. it's my absolute favorite everything else i find is terrible um and then i also really like the ulta brand eyebrow gel and those are the only two things that i swear by because i have been caught out in rainstorms where all of my makeup has melted away except my eyebrow did not budge and i'm talking like (laughs) 2016 sharpie brow did not budge stunning yeah stunning all right so maybe for sandra de night oh i'm so excited for sandra de night maybe i'll have you help me set up like a way to actually film the tutorial yeah easy can do that uh i have good news this week oh my gosh what's your news i got a raise oh my god that's amazing that's great news i can take this part out but i got a dollar raise oh my god queen I... shit yeah that's queen shit <laughs> queen shit yeah, yeah that's, that's queen, queen shit, shit. <laughs> i i haven't cried about it yet i'll probably cry about it soon. I, I I'll probably cry about it when I get my first actual paycheck from that. But like like I'm going to be okay. Like I'm going to make enough money. I'm like I can afford my apartment on my own. Not the one that I'm currently in, but the one that I'm moving to. I'll be able to afford it on my own. I'll be able to afford all my bills. It'll be like tight still. Like I won't have a lot of extra money. Mm-hmm. Like I can do it. That's fantastic. And I'm a day or two away from confirming getting the apartment that I want. That's so, so exciting. Yeah. It's been it's been a it's been a week. Uh on less fun news, I got my car inspected today and I needed all new tires and new brakes. Ooh. My front brakes have about 10,000 miles left on them, but my back brakes needed to be fixed and my tires need to be replaced. And then a couple other things. I paid more than a month's rent on my car today. <laughs> Room <laughs> room, motherfucker. Yikes. That is what I dealt with. It's been a roller coaster of a week. And speaking of roller coasters, let's talk about Sucker Punch. <laughs> the eye roll that you just did. So we're going to talk about Sucker Punch. Uh, there's going to be a lot of spoilers. We are going to talk at nauseum so many details of this movie and how awful it was so we are going to spoil a lot of random things just be warned there's also going to be a content warning on this episode because we are going to be talking about very dark things i.e rape and murder sex slavery if that's not comfortable yeah uh please check the episode description we will put content warnings in the episode description this episode gets Dark. So if you are not comfortable listening to us talk about any of those topics, this is not the episode for you. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, See you next week. It's been a good run. <laughs> talk to you later, friends. But this is about to get dark. And if you cannot handle it, then see you next time. Well, we're going to talk about something much lighter next week. Come back next week to see what it is. <laughs> so um, let me pull up because we want to start with a synopsis. Yeah, let's start with a synopsis. Um, let me pull up Sucker Punch, a synopsis. So Sucker Punch is a movie that came out in 2011 and was written and directed by Zack Snyder. Now, yep. 
I love <laughs> a movie that has terrible reviews. I really, really, truly do. I think bad reviews are so much like bad reviewed movies are so fun because they're usually bad. Like the reviews are bad for a reason. And usually the reason is because the movie was ahead of its time. <laughs> Which is not the case. That's not the case. <laughs> this movie should just never have been made. Um, I, I, I watched this I, movie in theaters in 2011 and I, I remember watching it and I'm like, well, it's kind of like the nerdy movie of the summer, so I kind of have to like it and defend it, but I don't know how to defend this. This is garbage. Can I tell you a fun fact about this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Actually, I have a couple fun facts about this movie. First, it is the only movie that Snyder has made that has been an original idea of his. Yeah, and maybe we should keep it that way. Second, Quentin Tarantino said it was one of the worst films he'd ever seen. I agree. <laughs> and if you go on the Wikipedia, some of the quotes they have, like reviews of this movie, they're art. They're so... <laughs> so let me read. Yeah, I am Synop reading synopsis. the synopsis. <clears throat> Oh, also, I have, like, the slightest, smallest of colds. Like, a slight tickle in the back of my throat. So I'll try to be good about muting my mic and, like, not making disgusting throat sounds. But I'm so sorry to editing Margot for any disgusting throat <laughs> sounds that I make. It's okay. Locked away, a young woman named Baby Doll retreats to a fantasy world where she is free to go wherever her mind takes her. Determined to fight for real freedom, she finds four women, Rocket, Blondie, Amber, and Sweet Pea to join together to escape the terrible fate that awaits them. With a virtual arsenal at their disposal, the allies battle everything from samurais to serpents while trying to decide what price they will pay for survival. That that doesn't even explain the movie. That like no, doesn't that even describe does not explain the movie at all. So that is the official. If you Google sucker punch like I just did, that is what Google says is the synopsis. Here here's what it is okay we have baby doll we don't get to know what these real what the women's real names are there's baby doll with these platinum blonde pigtails and a little schoolgirl outfit opening scene her mom is dead okay her mom dies oh, yeah oh, turns out it opens dark but with a banging song i will say the oh. one redeeming quality of this movie is that the soundtrack is amazing Oh my god. Okay, I literally in high school bought the soundtrack to listen to it over and over. like it's the soundtrack is so good. It this movie is like everything about it should be good. It's just bad. <laughs> we can plot doctor this if we so desire throughout this podcast. Um here's the thing. So it opens up, her mom is dead. We find out that her mom leaves everything to baby doll and her sister. And assumingly, stepfather. Everywhere it says stepfather, it is not made clear in the movie who this bald man is in relationship to her. All he says is stepfather. Yeah, is assumed stepfather. Um, he does. He does say once does at he the very once? beginning. Yeah, okay. he tells the first orderly, "Hi, father," and he says stepfather. I tried so hard to keep track of everything. No, you're um, good. It's hard. It's, it's a hard movie to keep movie track of. This movie comes at you fast. So, instant. Mom is dead. Turns out that it's the two girls who inherit everything. That makes sense. 
Uh, stepfather is pissed off about it, decides to try to assault baby doll, then pivots, assaults baby doll's younger sister, who's like 11. And kills her. Uh, no, baby doll kills her. Because baby doll jumps out the window, uh, somehow gets a gun, shoots at this man, misses, even though she's like point blank range, misses, the bullet ricochets off a steam pipe and kills her little sister. See, okay, this is where it's confusing because I thought that he had killed her and then he's blaming her for it. No, baby doll tries to shoot in self-defense, accidentally kills the sister. Then, then baby doll runs out of the house, leaving the gun, runs out of the house to her mother's grave. She's picked up by what we assume are police. Yeah. They sedate her immediately. There is no like, hey, we just want to talk. No, they immediately sedate this woman. The next scene we have is she, Baby Doll is being dropped off at a mental institution where Oscar Isaac is like, hey, I will forge a signature. I will Oscar forge a signature Isaac. for you. Yeah, jump scare, it's Oscar Isaac. Who's like, hey, stepdad, I will forge the psychiatrist, the psychologist's signature. And we'll just get her lobotomized so that she can't testify you in court. Because for some reason, there is it, zero to a hundred. This girl is like, she probably would have to be institutionalized because she probably, mur like, she murders her sister. And she's just found sedated. Then her dad drives her to the mental institution, drops her off, and waves goodbye. And then all of a sudden, she starts hallucinating that she's in a brothel. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so a couple things about this. Mm -hmm. First of all, it's assumed that the time frame for the institution level, we'll call it institution level. Of level this, one institution. Level one institution is like 1950s, 60s It is. So that, hey, I'm really glad that you brought that up. I have that as my note, is what time is this supposed to be? What year is this? Okay, so everything assumes like 1950s-ish, right? Like you would assume with all the, the looks and the old-fashioned radios and like all that stuff that it's like older. Yeah. Then why does the guard, when they're escaping the the brothel have an iphone and headphones and is listening to something on his phone dude i don't know <laughs> oh my I god fucking, I, I lost my shit at that moment okay so i think to, i blacked to... that out to protect myself <laughs> because i didn't even notice that i, I was that. So, so confused funny. by a lot of things because okay, okay take, so in take the away. In the basic, uh, the basic assumption of this story is that she spends five days in the institution before being lobotomized, and then she is lobotomized. And while in that, it while in those five days, she is like mentally gone into level two, and level two is brothel. But it's yes, it's a brothel in which women are not allowed to leave; like they're locked up essentially. So here's the other issue I have with this. So yeah, level two, we're in a brothel, okay? And you have to dance and the girls get up on the stage and they start dancing 
And as they are dancing, that's like apparently they you dance for for freedom? You dance to be bought by another person? Or you dance to be picked for the night by someone and you're taken to the back room and they get to have sex with you? Um yes. it's it's so unclear because the stand-in for the lobotomy is that baby doll is supposed to be sold to the high roller and the high roller is going to take her virginity. And that's like how she decides to cope with the upcoming lobotomy, which let me just say the fucking whiplash of, okay, she's about to get lobotomized. Psych, we're in a brothel. It's a stage show. Here comes baby doll being brought in by a priest and the priest is selling baby doll to the brothel. What? And the priest is also is played that? by the same guy. Like, it's supposed to be her stepdad in this new... Yeah. The father is the father. The the father is the father. Yeah, essentially. Oscar Isaac owns the brothel. Um, right. Which the power dynamics make zero sense that Oscar Isaac owns the brothel and is in charge of the psychiatrist. Or, yeah, psychiatrist, I think. Um, psychiatrist, the doctor lady, she is the dance instructor and is teaching the girls these dances. It, <laughs> how did I explain it? I think I, I said, um, oh God, I have so many things in here. Uh, oh, <laughs> one of the things I said was the eyelashes were a choice. How could they open their eyes? There's so many eyelashes on, on then, every girl's okay. eye. Oh, speaking of jump scare, Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, <laughs> jump scare. Uh, and her with her thick ass eyelashes and her bangs barely above them and two heads worth of hair. That girl must have been sweating constantly. God, I know. Oh my God. Okay. Listen, we're just talking through this entire movie. Um, It doesn't make sense. No, no part of it makes sense. I cannot synopsize more without us just talking about the movie. So we're done trying to explain the beat by beat. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me explain level three. I can do it. I can I can synopsize this. Okay, so level okay. one, oh, institution. I guess we had to talk about level three. Yeah, level one, institution. Level two, brothel. Level three. So what happens in level two is baby doll dances. And apparently dances so well, no one can take their eyes off of her. But you need to have music or the whole thing falls apart. Or the whole thing falls apart. But she dances so sexily. She is so such a turn on. The men can't look away. And then neither can the women. I want to point out neither can the women. Everyone gets so fixated on Baby Doll when she's dancing that they can do stuff. And Baby Doll goes into level 3. What's level 3? Who fucking knows? Half of them are World War 2. Like the first the one's wiki like The wiki says World War 1. That's the weirder part. Is World War 1 on the wiki? It's feudal Japan on um, IMDb. Well, that's because so the so first, I guess the first one, the first one with the samurais was feudal Japan, and then it's World War II. Which also, can you imagine five girls walking down the actual World War II trenches dressed like that? Uh, and all of the people that are fighting in World War One and or two on the German side are zombies. It zombies. Um. God, he wanted to write a Marvel movie so bad. The fucking robot that Amber controls. Oh my god, no. He wanted to... He was being a weeb before it was cool. 
and trying yeah. to hide it. Every time Baby Doll starts dancing and going into this alternate level three is so anime coded. Even oh Rocket's hair is so like the pointiness of her hair all of a sudden turns so anime. I'm like, this is embarrassing for anime fans everywhere. He wanted I'm to make an anime so bad. He wanted yeah. to make an anime so bad. Um, so basically, those are the three levels. You have Asylum Institution, you have the brothel, and you have the dance slash fight scenes, which I just want to yeah. say, cinema cinematically, this movie's gorgeous cinematically. No, the like, CGI also, the CGI ages very well. Yeah. Like, it's a very, it had an $82 million budget. And made $89 million in box office. Uh-huh. It had a, what is that math? I can't math. I'm too gay for that. $7? Seven, 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 $7. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of all they saw was $7. They had a $7 oh. profit. Someone went to a Tuesday mat day and broke, broke the even. So, speaking of the levels, that's going to be my first complaint with this movie, is that it is so whiplash from level to level. Because the asylum level is reality. Yeah. And the brothel is fake. But uh -huh. the entire time, the brothel is treated as if it is real life. And it doesn't make sense. Because if they are in a brothel, they're kind of already in the worst case scenario. But they keep acting like things could get worse. And the question is, how does it get worse for them? Because they are already sex slaves. I think it basically is, you will die. I think that's the worst, is that you will, like, he'll probably, like rape them and abuse but them they're already getting and... raped that's like the whole reason that they're there rocket takes in the brothel scene that's like the second thing baby doll sees she sees the stage in like the dance room and then rocket's like yeah this is what we do it for you get up and dance and hopefully someone chooses you yeah. and takes you to this back room that has a rotating bed mind you the bed rotates and that's the goal you want to be chosen. Did you watch the regular version or the extended version? I watched the regular version. Okay, I also did. But I discovered the reason why the when I was younger and so confused about the scenes that were missing from the blockbuster version, it's because I, I watched the extended version online. So the extended version has a whole scene with the high roller and baby doll in that room on that bed. I remember that, actually. I think that was in the movie theaters because I was very much like, this movie's missing something. I know there's something else with the high roller, John Hamm. Jump, Jump scare. scare number three. <laughs> Jump fucking scare. Like. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. So yeah. here's the thing about this movie. It was so clearly written by a man because... That's not how women talk to each other, and that's not how women would talk to each other in that scenario. No. Uh, the other thing I have a huge issue with, the dancing does not make any sense. No. Because at first no. it's like, the dance, we make up our dances, and we get to tell our stories. And Sweet Pea is very much like, my mine tells a story. I'm not like other girls. My dance tells a story. I'm not just getting up there and grinding and, like, being sexy. I have a story to tell. But then you also have the dance instructor who's like, I'm giving these girls dances and teaching them how to dance and telling them what to do on stage. So 
it is already contradicting itself and we never get to see how the girls are dancing and also baby doll is supposed to be the one who is dancing but in all of these tier three level three scenes it's baby doll who's getting the items i know it's so stupid so I don't know what Zack Snyder is trying to say in this movie, like what the point of it is. Like, don't trust doctors, don't trust pharma, don't trust men, because I don't. After this movie, I don't. I don't think he's trying to say anything. I think that's the thing. I think he just wanted to make like a sexy anime woman type of thing. But here's the here's the here's the biggest issue that I have with this movie. And some like weird part of me has like kind of loves this movie in a weird way. I kind of have a soft spot for this movie, but I think that was from high school. After watching it this time, I just can't like it anymore. Because the whole idea of like, oh, you're in this abusive situation, you're in this whole like misogynistically structured world, and you're using your like you're using that misogyny to get out and get free but it's like you're really not subverting the misogyny in any way like oh you're dancing and it's empowering but it's not like not to mention these girls don't have names they have nicknames and one of them is baby doll like they're kind of derogatory and then yeah you have baby doll and that's just her name is baby or baby doll then you have sweet pea and like the most interesting part of the movie was when i figured out that sweet pea and baby doll are foils to each other because they both lost their little sister because of their direct actions and it took baby doll to sacrifice herself to save sweet pea because sweet pea is the only person who doesn't actually belong in the institution sweet pea is only in the institution to help rocket yeah and that is the only part of this movie that makes sense and that i like is that there's the two girls the two older sisters who wanted to protect the younger sister who find themselves in this terrible terrible situation they should not be there only one can leave and it has to be sweet pea because she's the only one who can make it on the outside which this entire movie it's so it doesn't make sense because it's like, okay, you have five days. We have to steal all of these items, but also there's a secret fifth thing that baby doll doesn't even mention to the other girls. Like, I know we have to have four things, but for this plan to work, we need five does not explain how she knows who the wise man is at all or how she comes up with this plan. And then at the end, she's just crouched by the stairs. Like there was a fifth thing. Ah, fuck. What could it be? Ah, shit. I don't know, man. Oh, it's me. Oh, this isn't my story. Me. It's not my story. Despite the fact that it's been all centered around me, I'm doing everything in every regard. God, even just... my notes feels like a fucking oh. dream. <laughs> okay. I have no idea what I was writing. <laughs> so a couple small things. The baby doll's first line is saying, let her go, pig. That's the first time she speaks out loud in the movie is to say, let her go, pig. What a like, wild first line. Which it's really weird that she didn't speak for so long into the movie and everyone's just speaking around her. Yeah. Like, why not either? Like, I feel like the choice would be either continue that the whole time or have her speak sooner. Like, it's a weird. It was a weird choice, I feel like. 
like the entire beginning of the movie doesn't make sense because okay her mom dies stepfather's a bad dude moving past that why does the little sister run into a closet instead of closing the door behind her or running the opposite direction down the stairs to get out of the house she she grabbed the keys and locked herself in the closet and then he she could have also ran the, the opposite way down the stairs but she chose to lock herself in the closet instead of getting out of the house baby doll drops the gun instead of calling the police or going to get help grabs a gun misses this guy okay she's standing literally right in front of him the bullet ricochets off and she kills her sister then she runs to her mother's grave and they immediately sedate her there are police cars and she's just instantly sedated no one asks any questions and then the stepfather takes her to a mental institution to get lobotomized which like what is the due process where is the legal <laughs> system why why is the father <laughs> driving her she would have been committed anyway there is plenty of evidence against her there are so many unnecessary steps but once she's in the institution why doesn't she tell the doctor like this is what happened i was trying to protect myself my sister she got caught in the crosshairs he's trying to steal my inheritance why did she not just tell the doctor who's apparently very clearly willing to believe women what is she talking about in that little therapy scene if not what just happened the only thing i can think of is how easily it was to get committed to an asylum back in like the 50s and 60s or like even before that like you could get admitted to an asylum or like locked up in an asylum for like being too nostalgic no, I or like it. being like so to me it was like okay she's hysterical they're gonna go immediately lock her up i guess i get that and i get that they wanted to have like a really dark backstory to get her into like the i get their asylum has to be but like but it's like oh don't worry she won't be able to talk or like rat you out that is not a concern my dude no one's gonna believe her and if she did think someone was going to believe her why didn't she start snitching to the doctor immediately like i'm just saying there's no stakes in this because no one would believe her and it's like oh yeah like we just need to make sure she gets lobotomized so she can never speak again which is why i thought that he had killed her not her like he had killed the sister not her because i was like then there's stakes but if she did it then she did it she did it and she the thing is, she tried to shoot him out of self-defense, but ended up hitting her sister because when she shot the gun, she missed. And then it showed, like, all the things it ricocheted off of. Not and just it doesn't... missed, but, like, shot yeah. the light bulb over his head. Yeah, like, she really fucked up. Baby Doll did not deserve to leave the institution after that. She messed up so badly. <laughs> like, that would... I wish that there was a a visual element so I could be like, there's my trash can right there. And that would be like if I missed throwing my phone into the trash can. That is two <laughs> feet in front of me. That is this big around right next, not even two feet. Well, maybe two feet. I'm not very good at measuring distances, but fucks up so badly. Her sister's dead. And for some reason, she's instantly sedated. That's what I also don't understand. Is she's hysterical. God, 
okay, so all I have to do is go cry in a graveyard and someone will come and sedate me? Is that what I have to do? Think about it through the lens of misogyny. What do you do with hysterical women? You you sedate them so you don't have to deal with them. Like this movie is so painfully misogynistic. And then it, why it is she not tries... driven to the institution by the cops? Why? When did they give her back to her stepfather? I don't. I don't know. Like that part, you're right. The police should be checking her into the institution. Like, and then you could have the father like showing up later with the orderly. I'm just saying it. It doesn't, the beginning of this movie to set the stakes does not make sense. And then the immediate transition to level two, the brothel, does not make sense because the brothel, and here's the thing I know that the brothel is set up the same way as the mental institution because they have not left the institution. My issue with that is who is going into this brothel with all of these checkpoints and security and like caged doors everywhere? to buy women why would the mayor go there the mayor goes there and goes through this at a brothel so he also sells guns and drugs and like the brothel is this is the funniest thing they say that the brothel is the front for selling drugs and ammunition and like drugs and and weapons and stuff the brothel is the front which is also okay that's so much worse i didn't even I was looking things up. I watched the Cinema Sins from four years ago to be like, what did I miss? Because I know this guy will tell me everything I missed. And I had to turn it off because I'm like, I don't know if I even watched the right movie anymore. <laughs> no. So they literally say that the brothel is the front for the weapons and the drugs. But I'm like, a brothel so also not legal. Tell a me brothel is not brothel before without telling me Snyder Snyder but hey dude my guy did you have you gotten laid since this movie so you can understand how brothels work like also also oh my god they, why did they just assume baby doll's a virgin she's listed as 20 years old she's 20 years old no I okay so she's listed as 20 but then she's getting kicked out by the father at 20 instead of 18, which is what makes no sense. She's coming from an orphanage. I didn't think that you'd be kept in an orphanage two years past your legal adulthood. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, That's my point with this movie, is that every time you start thinking about one thing, it immediately contradicts itself and changes the rules. Oh, I, I, can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> this movie's so bad. I made a note. I have this note. This movie is trying to be so much at once. It doesn't allow itself to be anything. Because watching Literally. a movie about a girl in the 50s trying to escape an asylum, that would be a good movie. Watching a movie about a girl who's forced into a brothel, that would be a good movie. Watching a group of women go through World War II and dragons and orcs and whatever else. Why were there dragons? Why are they on the bullet train? I felt so bad for that mother dragon. I felt so yeah. bad for that mother dragon. Like, they, she was not the enemy. She was not the enemy. They go in and kill this baby dragon who's just sleeping. Sleeping. And it makes, again, no sense. Why would they do that? Because they've always been fighting against an enemy who is doing something wrong. And then they never touch on, like, how they are doing something to, like, these poor 
orderlies or like the other girls who were just trying to be there. Like it never explains the importance of these alternative scenes or like these, the level three scenes. It's just, how can I make a cool reason for why they have to get something? Someone, so one of the, I'm going to butcher this, but it's on the Wikipedia page. Um, One of them, one of the reviews says it's, it's like, it's a long form video. It's like, it's a long form trailer for a video game. And it's, it's very much in like a video game structure because it's all about quests. Like, oh, you get these four items, then you have to fight to go get those four items. And then you go on to the next part. Yeah. I also have a huge issue because who is the wise man? Like we know at the end, he's the bus driver, but how, where is the shared hallucination for all of them? that see all of this thing like how are they all on the same wavelength seeing this guy who's telling them what to do and why is the wise man always giving these little one-line fortune cookie notes uh, right before everything if oh, you don't one last know what you thing. stand for you'll fall for everything how does this help me right now one more thing also yeah no it made sense if you just are like, okay, it's baby doll's delusions. Like she's delusioning even far. Like she goes even farther deeper into the, like when she's doing these dances, it all makes sense until you put sweet pea on the bus with the actual guy. Exactly. Well, okay. I can plot doctor and fix this movie. Cause like I just said, it would be interesting to see level one play out. It would be interesting to see level two play out. It would even be interesting if you had a cohesive, like they kept jumping around in level three, which also pissed me off is we start in feudal Japan. Then it's world war one slash world war two. Then they're fighting orcs and dragons. Now they're on a speed train, like a high powered bullet train with a bomb. What is happening? Where's the overarching theme? Give me one thing to focus on. Why are there mechs? Why do you have a plane fighting orcs? Wait, why do you have someone shoot a fighter jet out of the air with a pistol? That, I screamed. It, I if screamed. you had just continued one theme throughout, like it's always feudal Japan or it's always World War II against the zombies and you keep infiltrating the different faces so it's thematically consistent, that would have made sense that they keep going back to the same thing over and over again, especially if it is in the 50s and they're having like this shared fear of world war ii because they would have been young girls during world war ii so it would have like probably scarred them and given them this wartime trauma but they don't even do that they just keep jumping around to whatever random thing Zack snyder wants to throw like he just threw darts at a board was like what random things can i make happen what he was like what would be a cool fight scene oh yeah these things and did not think about plot i don't know he was like i want to do another one I want to do another cool fight scene. I want to up the ante. Oh, yeah. Yeah, obviously not. And at first I was like, okay, maybe it's supposed to correlate to each one of the other four girls because they're all supposed to get things. Except for it's always Baby Doll. Like I said earlier, it's always Baby Doll who gets the items, even though she's supposed to be dancing. I don't know why she's the one grabbing all of these items. And two, it doesn't even correlate with the item necessarily that they're trying to get. Or like the girl who's supposed to be getting it. Like it's not, it's like their hallucination or like their specific trauma to tell their story. 
which would at least make sense with the delusion, like they're sharing these parts of themselves. Nothing like that. All he had to do was keep it at level two where you had them sneaking around doing spy shit, but then it doesn't have fun fight scenes. And he clearly cannot just make a movie about plot. He can't tell a story. He just wants people to fight in mechs. And be pretty girls in skimpy outfits. Oh my God. Like the skirts are so short. Yeah. Like everything is so like the movie tries so hard to be serious, but it's so unserious. Like, you cannot take this movie seriously because there is no plot. There is no, like... The worst and part like, is what... you can see how it's trying to take itself seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's not trying to be funny. Well, and, like, it's... It's so clearly... Like, you know what I would love to see? Is I would love to see this completely redone by a woman. Because then we could have actual genuine relationships between the girls and we could actually learn about the girls and we could actually like, like you were saying, like share these parts of them on why they're there and what happened to them in these different things. But like that whole thing when Rocket's dying and she's like, tell mom I love her. It's like, I there's no emotional stake in this for me because we know nothing about Rocket's mom. I know nothing about Rocket or Sweet Pea or why they're there. We don't know why these girls are in the asylum or if they should be in i guess i shouldn't say asylum i think i should say institution like the mental institution yeah institution um, we don't know why they're there and they might need to be there yeah and the other thing that just kills me is that after they steal the um the fire all of a sudden blue comes storming in he is pissed off and all they're doing is celebrating baby like their lie is like we're celebrating her first dance. Like it's really nerve wracking to go on stage for the first time. So we're celebrating her victory. And like, she did a really good job. Like we're just cheersing to that. And he's like, we need to set some ground rules again. This is bullshit. You can't be celebrating and happy and camaraderie. Like he tears it up for no reason. There is no provocation. We don't even see, like we see that he's looking for the lighter and they clearly got the lighter. Yeah. That is an easy item for people to misplace, though. Yeah. Like, you don't see him, like, where's the lighter? You don't see Blue seeing Amber taking it or, like, any reason for him to come in pissed off as he is. Like, he's mad, mad. And there is no reason why he should come in there that pissed off. He's like, things have gone missing. This is the second item. What do you mean things have gone missing? But also There's the only map, been two things. The map didn't even go missing. She made a copy of it and then Yeah, put exactly. It back. And he was like, "Oh, the the place where the photocopier is is warm." And I looked and there's two holes in the tack of the map now. Like, how <laughs> This movie is so unserious. It's so Okay, it's... but those are such random now. things that none of it would matter unless he like saw that the map had fallen down and yeah. then he went to go put it back up. But that wasn't the case. The map was perfectly still up there. There is zero reason for him to be suspicious. And he comes in storm and mad. And then we have Vanessa Hudgens, who's always been a two-faced two bitch. I have been a Sharpay girl my whole life. <laughs> Okay, bop, 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 bop to the top. Yeah, that's my favorite jam is their version of it. You mean to tell me 
that she's just crying, even though it's like, he has no proof. We just have to stick together. Just don't say anything. All she had to do was grab a radio. She starts sobbing in front of the psychiatrist's office. The psychiatrist, tell me your secret. What's wrong? Instantly starts blabbing. Vanessa! I love that you're blaming her personally for this. Vanessa Hudgens, this is personal. <laughs> it's going to be on site, bitch. <laughs> um, can we talk about the kitchen scene? Can we talk about the nightmare of the dancing kitchen scene? Why did she why did Vanessa Hudgens have to go get music if they had a radio in the kitchen? They needed her song. Like, but it's just music. It's just shown that it's music because the second that there's like a slight faulty wire and the music stops, then the trance ends because they don't explain what kind of dancing she does or what the purpose of the music is. They don't show what happens to other people during her dancing. Which is why it's so fucking weird. Like, all of it made sense. Every single part of it was like, okay, she dances in the dance lessons. She dances on stage for the mayor. Why is she dancing in the kitchen? She just gets up and starts dancing for this guy to distract him. Even though he does not need to be distracted to have the knife pulled out from, like, his back. All he has to do is have, like one girl pays slight attention to him and then they can sneak the knife away second why rocket would never do that to like i don't care what like if you want to have an established character like you have an established character of who rocket is her personality she's got one of the strongest personalities in this entire movie meaning she has a fucking personality she would never then go and sidle up to that guy and be like Oh, we're going to give you a show. Let me touch you. She would not do that. Like, none of them have consistent characters, though, because they're all supposed to be, like, so scared. But then the second it's like, all right, music, let's go, girls. We're sexy vixens. We're going to kill men. It's so, it's women written by men. It's the worst example or the best example, however you want to look at it, of women written by men. And it's fucking awful. Like, they because the women, like the main the main five girls don't have character. Like they don't have personalities. You know the person in this movie who has the most personality is fucking blue. Yeah. Which to me just says, all right, Zach, who do you relate to the most? It's a little telling right now. Like the only other person could potent that you could argue would be potentially the wise man. Because he has, like, these zippy one-liners and he saves the day at the end by lying, saying, like, oh, this girl has been on my bus forever. What would she know? Which, again, who would do that if these strangers, like, a stranger's trying to get on your bus without a ticket, which you could probably get in trouble with your job. Um, these police are like, we need to talk to her. Someone escaped from the mental institution. You don't know why these women are being put into these institutions. There could be dangerous people who are being put in there. Massive tangent. Oh, are you going to talk about the guy who Spider-Man crawled out of uh, that I prison sure in Philadelphia? I sure yeah. That is, yeah. That is right around where I live and work. <laughs> what? Like, I saw the helicopters. 
I was watching the helicopters. Oh my god. Like we were all talking about it in the office, but like for for context, uh someone escaped from a prison near us and they caught him after 2 weeks. Yeah, after 2 weeks, he Did you see the video for how he escaped? I did. He Spider-Man crawled. Um for everyone who doesn't know, when I say he Spider-Man crawled, I mean he literally hands on one side of the wall, feet on the other side of the wall, shimmied his way up and then got out the door. He went through barbed wire. There yeah. was like barbed wire that cuz someone else so someone else had escaped weeks before that through that place so they put like barbed wire up there he went through the barbed wire ran across the roof and climbed up more barbed wire to get out yeah so he escaped then he was um apparently those woods were part of the underground railway or underground railroad yeah yeah because it's really easy to lose people so he was hiding out there for like two weeks the only way we could find him was through different cameras like ring cameras surveillance cameras whatever where we could get video and like pictures of him but we couldn't capture the guy for two weeks and also so two things to note he was wanted in brazil for murder yep and convicted to life in prison here for murder yeah um it was a pretty brutal murder he killed his girlfriend yeah. in front of her two small children here in the States. And then when he escaped, he stole a gun. So he had a yeah. rifle on him. It was kind of terrifying. And yeah. like, but the the funny thing to me is that they found him in an eagle sweatshirt. E A G L have that game day pride <laughs> if there's one thing i've learned about Phil people in philadelphia is we show up for the birds <laughs> you should gotta show gotta show up for the birds go birds we show up for the birds go birds okay back to this fucking nightmare yeah so this guy's letting this strange woman get on a bus when the police are like there's a person who escaped I know you don't have a ticket. Just go back and sleep. If I was Sweet Pea, I would be like, this man is going to kill me because he's going to take me hostage knowing I am helpless. I have nothing to my name and nowhere to go. I'm going to get murdered by this guy. I would not have gotten on that man's bus. But again, we don't know who this guy is. Although we also kind of see him at the very beginning of the movie. He's Do like we? sitting in the yeah, he's sitting in the waiting room. What waiting room? Of the institution. When her dad's like bringing her through, which why does she have stuff at the institution? That's my second question. She has a suitcase <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> and they don't which like they take They the sedated stuff. her. That which means they sedated her and he went and packed her a suitcase. To yeah, her stepdad the... packed her a suitcase while she's sedated in the car. Then drives her to the institution. The wise man bus driver guy is sitting there with a like with his hat because they started showing things in reverse order, I think, like for all of the stuff that she needs. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in reverse order. Someone please correct me. Or it could be out of order or it's in order. I don't know. I think it's slightly out of order because I don't think she sees the map first. I think does she? I don't know. This movie's a whole... Okay. So then it's in order. You kind of see everything that you need. 
Um, he's sitting there with a hat. I think it's in order. Because I'm like, I don't remember what like the last thing is. I didn't remember that it was baby doll. I think she does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's because the ran the random thing sitting the random person. Yeah, sitting that by turned nothing. into the mayor. Oh my god, the random person sitting and by the door. And then we have like the with cook the with lighter. the knife. It just it doesn't make sense. Like the correlations to who these people are, because the chef is still the chef. Also, why are the institution patients helping out in the kitchen? That didn't surprise me as much as like they were cleaning. And even in the brothel, like they were cleaning. And I just read a book, The Wolf's Den, yeah. that takes place in a brothel. And like those girls don't clean up necessarily. Like they obviously have to because they're also slaves. Yeah. But they had an old woman who kind of was like the catch all for like, you have to cook, you have to clean, yeah. you have to do all the laundry and stuff. And it's like, one, the laundry's never touched on. Because I feel like they probably could have made a much easier escape plan or had a easier place to hide if they had a laundry room. Another reason this was made by a man. Didn't think about the fucking laundry? That happens in the first 30 seconds of Annie. Like, she escapes through the laundry. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, no, clearly. it. it this movie's terrible. Last week, last week when I said that Stepford Wives was a Swiss cheese of plot holes, this is like a fucking spider web. There's so little plot. It's all whole. It's truly all whole. And no plot, all whole. <laughs> no plot to be found. I'm naming the I'm naming the episode that <laughs> Sucker Punch and No Plot All Whole. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think that we could fix this movie if we could see what baby is, like, what, how is she dancing that's captivating people? How does that work? If we saw the different girls dance and captivate these guys so that we see their individual stories so we have stakes. When Vanessa Hudgens and the other person are just shot in the green room, like in the dancing room, like, you know, backstage area, it's jarring because they shouldn't have died, but you don't care about them. Why, why you don't do I know care? Them? Yeah. The only one we really would have cared about is Rocket. If all of the shit started going south the second Rocket got caught and Finch Rocket died, and then that's when everything started falling apart, that would make more sense because we realize there are stakes that you can die in this world that maybe they did not realize beforehand because things had been going so well. Now we have consequence. And it, it's, you know what it makes me think of is that his thought was, well, of course you're going to be sad. The hot girls die. Like he, this movie has no emotional maturity to it at all. Like, I don't even know if I have the words to fully explain it because it's just so bad. Like, there's no way that you could consider this in any way. Like, I think that the the description on the Wikipedia is like the best thing for it. It's like it's a trailer for a video game. Yeah. Like, it there's nothing. And someone else had like talked about it of like 
it is either trying to be very misogynistic or trying to subvert that misogyny. It's trying to do one of those two things, but it's failing at doing either of them. It's a really misogynistic take on a feminist movie. Right? Like, this movie is so close to being very feminist. We just need a woman to look at it. <laughs> like, we need a woman is, to redo this. Okay, if I were the woman who Zack Snyder comes, knocks on my door, hey, what's up? My name is Zack Snyder. You may know me from things like Sucker Punch and that Justice League movie that no one ever saw because it was four hours long. And I would say... <laughs> yeah sure okay why are you in my house and he would say i need you i am desperate for sucker punch to be a thing that's good here's the script fix this please oh my god and i'd say no i'm not a scab i'm not a scab for hollywood i support the strike fuck you Zack Snyder. <laughs> that is how that conversation would go down okay got it and then when but the strike then, ends because yeah then the strike is over because i single-handedly defeated it by defeating sex <laughs> <laughs> i told him to get out of my house um i would say you have to you can't go three levels deep yeah and two i think the most you can do two levels well but also why are you going to have the whole first level if it's only the beginning and end and you don't touch on it again at all through the rest of the movie like it then just don't have it sense. don't then just have, have it. that yeah then just don't have her be in an and it's literally because i think he just wanted to lobotomize her that's all he wanted was to lobotomize her which if you know anything about the history of lobotomies no you would know that she doesn't have to be in an institution for that which i'll tell you about someday when i tell you about the history of lobotomies it's a wild time i'm just saying i looked it up it, um inception came out in 2010 uh -huh. And I think that was the first time that the general public really got to see a different layer thing. Like, it's the first time that they got to see this storytelling that's linear, but you have to just accept where you are in the story because you are going into the different levels of the dream and that changes the rules and reality. And I think Zack Snyder did take inspiration from that and saying, okay, we're in the real world with the institution and here's the stakes now here's the fun sexy world that i'm going to put them in to change the stakes and make it a more fun story to tell because the first layer is too depressing to be real but instead of playing in the second layer that is already fun and interesting and has interesting stakes we're gonna go a layer deeper and i'm gonna change everything about it without trying to tie it to the level before because inception still tied everything to the level before and you saw people like even when they're three layers deep it did still cut back to the plane in inception where they're all sleeping soundly and you could see that they're there and like they're still in the real world kind of like it still made sense and still tied itself so the way that i would fix it is you would still need to come back to the institution and you would still yeah. have to have a conversation maybe a therapy session with either them talking with blue or blue like um being a fucking creepazoid yeah being fucking creepy or you see blue the orderly talking to the stepdad and we are figuring out the stakes of the real world plot outside of these other two levels and we're seeing baby doll trying to like 
rationalize everything through the brothel and everything terrible. And each of the girl, as she's getting these different items, each girl's story is being played out in one of these different ways. Because if you're going to have the mama dragon start fighting after the baby dragon is killed, that's a really interesting way for particularly Rocket and Sweet Pea, where it's like, why is Sweet Pea there? She didn't do anything wrong. She never had any issue with mom and dad. Whereas killing a baby would piss off the mother. And that would be an interesting way to contextualize Rocket and Sweet Pea, why they are there. It would be really interesting to see the Asian girl having this trauma from Amber. like, and it, yeah, Amber having the internment camps in the States. Yeah. And now she's institutionalized. That's an interesting trauma to work through. That is an interesting way to recontextualize the story of these girls and give them each stakes and give them each a reason to want to get out. Then at the same time, while you're showing all of these different things, to be able to pull back to the real world and seeing uh, Baby Doll's stepfather being like, she's going, like, they're investigating, they're going to find out that I'm the one who killed, like, I poisoned her mom, I killed her sister, I did this and that. She's going to talk, so I need to have her lobotomized, like, pulling out so we can see the different threads and seeing kind of the breakdown of each character as well. And he didn't do that. He just kept trying to go another layer down, another layer down, another layer down. To what point? It does not make sense, nor does anyone care about the level before, if she can just jump into a different level and jump into a different delusion. Well, and like level one and level two feasibly make sense with each other. Level three makes no sense like especially the samurai like that's not in the time zone that we are even remotely referencing being in which is still fucked up because once again why is the guard watching an iphone and wearing headphones like why ah it also just doesn't five days is a pretty quick turnaround to immediately get all of these women on your side to help escape not even that. It was like two days. So it's like day one, she's there. We're escaping. Let's do... No, it would have been day two because she's crying in the bathroom. Yeah. So like day two, she's there. They see her dance and she's like, great. You saw how powerful I am dancing. Let's escape. And they were Let's like... Let's go, girls. Even though... I feel like it was definitely more than five days that they were in. Laugh at that. That was funny. <laughs> please clap <laughs> hey jeb i'll laugh i'll clap good job you want a cookie uh, cookie please <laughs> oh my god um, anyways i feel like Zack snyder so you know that whole thing about the drunk girl in the bathroom where like as soon as you're a drunk girl in the bathroom, everyone's your best friend. Yeah. Everyone's connected. I think Zack Snyder heard of that and decided that can apply to literally any <laughs> moment in a girl's life when in reality it is one moment and you are both drunk and you're both in the bathroom and you're just complimenting each other and telling each other how pretty you are or if you're at the Barbie movie specifically those are the only two instances that a girl would you had just met would agree to murder a man with you 
this institution is not one of those situations. I think everyone would be very rightfully so on guard. And even if Baby Doll did like save Rocket, they make it sound like that is the most crazy thing that any girl would do is save another person who's being hurt in that asylum instead of like jumping in to also save them like a little bit of a tit for tat sort of situation yeah like i have to help her escape we're going to escape and do this dangerous thing because she pulled she pulled a knife on the guy and that doesn't make me go this girl has some red flags i should probably keep away from her because she's a a wild card i mean it really just shows that Zack Snyder one does not know how to write female characters like nope full on straight up does not know how to write female characters and two does not know how to write female relationships because everything was weirdly sexual even between Rocket and Sweet Pea it really was everything was weirdly sexual including between two girls that were sisters, which to me, you want to talk about fetishizing anything? Like, this movie's just one big fetish, and it's all Zack Snyder's fetish. And I'm surprised that there weren't more feet shots. Like, let's be honest. Um, I think that we just all assume, after Tarantino, that every director must have a thing for feet. And I don't think that's the case, and I don't think that's fair. I no, think Zack Snyder... Snyder's, Snyder's is lobotomies. He no, I was gonna say he needs the women to be victims that a man can save because even mm-hmm. John Ham's character is like that's crazy. I can't believe you'd want to lobotomize her, right? And the doctor's like, I would never. I don't agree with this. Like, are you? So you mean to tell me this guy comes in for lobotomies? He'll just come through and do lobotomies at your hospital, and you have no interaction with this man before he does a lobotomy on your patient he just takes whatever forms are signed which yeah and then also who else would have signed off on it like why did you not storm in there going what the hell are you doing i didn't sign off on this why are you just being like oh it's so unfortunate i wish i'd had more time with her yeah what do you mean who is your patient like are, are there other doctors that we aren't seeing because I thought that Blue would at least have been like some kind of program director or like um, insurance guy, like some kind of head honcho over the doctor to where like he wouldn't, it's, he's just an orderly. He is just a guy. But in the first portion of it, it seems like he's in charge. Yeah. And then at the end, all of a sudden he's not, which can, all right, we need to talk about the end. We need to talk about that last scene. Because that felt so disgusting. Oh, where it's like you find him and he's like trying to make out and she's just like space case McGee. Yeah. Which like, couple notes. Um, If you pull out the lobotomy ice pick, whatever, and it's got blood on it. And then the next time you look at her, she looks perfect. Uh, Okay. Um, But I needed it for the aesthetic. Second... Trigger warning, again, that's just assault. Like, he just kissed a girl who could not consent to it and then choked her when she was not responding. Yeah, no, he just assaulted her. He, they all fell in love with, like, the fire. Like, they all talked about, like, did you see what happened with her? Like, the way she looked at me? Like, there was something there behind it. 
and it was weird like they kept talking about how she reacts to these men and the effect that she has on these men and then when she doesn't have that anymore and she loses all capacity although to make the movie better for myself i like to think that she got to go live in her little fantasy dream world where she gets to go kick samurai ass with all of her friends i think so i think that's where she went i think that's her happy ending i just i really hated i felt like the rug was pulled out from underneath me at the end too where it's like it wasn't my story it was sweet peas what is her name well and also we know literally nothing about sweet pea like it, you reach a point where you're like i don't give a fuck about her I know your story. I know where you came from. Why do I care yeah. about this girl? Which just kind of shows that Baby Doll is simply a vehicle for Snyder's fantasies. Like, he also does not see her as a character. So why, like, he sees all of them on the same level of, like, they're just vehicles for me to do these cool scenes. Why is your main character not the main character of your story? And it's not even a cool, like, Jennifer's way. body type of way. Like, it, Jennifer yeah. body, Jennifer's body is a good example of that, where you, like, it. the title is literally Jennifer's body. It's supposed to be about her, but it is not. It's about needy. And then in this one, the whole, like, switch and bait. And if you have to say, literally, oh, this isn't my story, come on. We show don't tell in theater, Snyder. The stories about this other girl that you get to know nothing about her life. And not only that, but she's the antagonist in some of this. Okay, we're back. We're back. Sorry. So, you know, that's why I like the uh, LGB. RGB? Yeah, you can tell. RGB. LED? LG, LG, <laughs> LGB's the, the queer people. <laughs> well, I like them too. Um, no, we don't like the LGBs. We like the LGBTs. There is a specific LGB group oh. that's anti-trans queer people. Like, oh which God. fuck out of here. I will say this loud and clear. Trans rights are human rights. And if you don't agree with that, don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, basically. I don't know how you got this far without realizing we're a pretty <laughs> inclusive group, except to Zack Snyder specifically. <laughs> which, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, this movie... This movie's so bad. <laughs> if you watch this movie and you watch it like a normal person would at home, where sometimes you're on your phone, you look at the little screen because the big screen's too overwhelming. You'll get and lost. And you think, oh, maybe I missed something. No, you didn't. You didn't miss anything. It's just how the story goes. And you're just kind of being pulled along for the ride. No rhyme or reason. I had to watch. This is the third time I've seen this movie. And this is the first time that I was able to grasp fully what's going on in this movie. Which I still like, when I say fully grasp, I mean, be like, okay, I see what he's trying to do here. But the first two times I was so fucking confused the whole time. I was like, what is happening? Where are we? Why am I in feudal Japan and there's giant samurai? And can I just note a couple other small things that I just are just in my notes sprinkled throughout the movie? Sprinkled, yeah. In the samurai... Uh, fighting scene she just has a gun holster appear on her randomly she just suddenly has a gun holster randomly uh in the world war one or two uh darth vader why why is he there why is yep. Darth? it's like that entire world war two felt like it was pulled directly 
out of a Captain America knockoff movie. I think we should be really thankful that Zack Snyder didn't direct the Black Widow movie. Also, I think that this is suddenly explaining why the DC movies did so terribly. (laughs) But didn't Watchmen do well? Is that Zack Snyder? Yeah. I gotta be honest, I don't know what everything Zack Snyder's done. I only, like... So I I did not watch Watchmen. Um, so the other, so I had two questions um, in my mm-hmm. notes, and I just want to pull it up because I just looked at my notes again, and I think it's really funny. Oh, um, he my looks first question, exactly like what I I thought he would look like. Yeah. Oh, he's from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh. That's embarrassing. Um, I think this is really funny. The only two questions I had for this movie, no huh. question marks. So more okay. statements. Uh, the only questions I had, what was the story supposed to be? And what was the point? <laughs> Those um, are the pretty, only questions I had. Pretty girls using weapons. That answers both of your questions. Yeah, it really does. Um, so on Google, Zack Snyder has done Jack Snyder's Justice League, Justice League, Batman vs. Superman, Man of Steel, Rebel Moon, Army of the Dead. Um, stop me if you've seen one of these movies, by the way. I have not I seen a single movie. I have not seen a single one of these. 300, Watchmen, Justice League Part 2, The Flash, Sucker Punch, Dawn of the Dead. Okay, I did see Wonder Woman. Wait. He didn't do Wonder Woman. He didn't direct Wonder Woman. That was Patty Jenkins. Is it one of the other Wonder Womans? No, it's the 2007. Yeah. So hold the phone. Okay. Uh, Google, you're wrong because he did not do Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was Patty so Jenkins. on his actual IMDb, it's not listed, but he apparently he did direct My Chemical Romance Desolation Row in 2009. Shut the fuck up right now. Say psych. <laughs> I can't. What? Okay, so this is the Google credits to his name are not correct. Okay, so here I have his IMDb up. Okay, so yeah, I'm pulling up at the IMDb as well. Army of the Dead, haven't seen it. Zack Snyder's Justice League, have not seen, seen it. it. Justice League, haven't seen it. Snow Steam Iron, haven't seen it. Batman versus Superman, haven't seen it. Superman seventy five, haven't seen it. Man of Steel, nope. Sucker Punch, yes. Legends of the Guardians, the Owls. Wait, pause. I was just thinking about this book series the other day and rereading it. There was a movie for it and Zack Snyder directed it? Percy, my world is turning upside down. I need you to give me attention. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get IMDb to work. <laughs> I Legend of the Guardians. Do you remember the really, really long book series about owls? The Guardians of Gahul? No. I was obsessed with them in middle school. It was that and the Warrior Cats series. Both of them are obnoxiously long book series. They're like 40 or so or more books. I was obsessed with them in middle school. Do you want to know what series I was obsessed with? What? Disney Pixie Hollow books. Oh my I god, but me too. The me fuck too. Out of the Pixie Same. Hollow books. Same. Um I also Same. read so many of like the Magic Treehouse. Yes. Um there was like a mouse book. Like Geronimo Stilton. Okay. Um 
there's a book series that I read in middle school that I'm still trying to remember what it was. There's like two of them, two different book series that I read in middle school. And it was the first time I stayed up reading and it was the first time I'd read a love story that I like truly like it. It's it spoke to me. Cannot remember it for the life of me. Can't remember anything about it, but I want to find it so bad and reread it. Yeah, okay, hold on. So I just found Geronimo Stilton because I said his name. I'm like, I have no idea what that book series was about. I am now drawing a blank, but I remember desperately wanting to read them at the library. Uh, Geronimo Stilton is an Italian children's chapter book series. Um, Yeah, cool, great. Wikipedia, I need to know what it's about. Don't just tell me that it's a... uh, Oh my god, what? Can a 15-year-old read Geronimo Stilton? what i don't i'll just show you an image i have no idea what this book series is about i think it's a little mouse that goes on adventures uh this is what the bitch looks like oh that looks familiar and like i liked it because in the it played with fonts in the book so it'd be Mm. talking about something and be like spiraling down and then spiraling down would be like in a word art style spiraling down yeah um what other books did you read as a kid? So many. I used to, I read all the Mary-Kate and Ashley books. Obviously. Oh, Junie B. Jones. Oh my God, Junie I B. love Jones. Junie B. Jones. I'm shocked about this. Guardians of Gahul. I'm also amazed because I was literally trying to think of the name of the series. Oh my God, Baby Mouse. Oh my God, did you read Baby Mouse? Did not. I read Baby Mouse. It was a graphic novel. About a mouse girl on her adventures. You liked mice books. Yeah, apparently. I also really like Secrets of Nim. That sounds familiar. It's essentially Stranger Things, but mice for children. Oh my god, why? What is with all the mice? (laughs) So Nim is like, um, I think this laboratory, if I'm remembering correctly, and a mouse that was tested on escaped to like a farm and met a normal field mouse and they fell in love and had kids and the kids were also super smart and then they had to like run away because the lab was tracking them down i don't know why were there so many mouse books in my childhood yeah why were there so many mouse books in your childhood i have questions (laughs) i do too I don't want to talk about Sucker Punch anymore. I want to talk about the mouse books I had as a child. (laughs) Okay, let's wrap this up then. Um, Zack Snyder, we have beef. I now have a personal vendetta against Zack Snyder. And also Vanessa Hudgens. Well, that's not new. I've um, High School Musical... Sharpay is clearly the good guy, and Vanessa Hudgens is kind of the ass. Gabriella, I guess I shouldn't say Vanessa Hudgens. She's just an actor. But Vanessa Hudgens' character, Gabriella, is not a good person in that. Like, they kind of come out of nowhere, even though Sharpay worked really hard to do all of this stuff within the theater program, is like constantly putting in the hours at the theater program and honing her craft. And then they come in, sing a worse version of the song. And get the leads. And I just think that's kind of shitty to Sharpay, the person who shows up. I'm just saying. My favorite part that I read the other day about High School Musical is that the entire thing, the entire movie is based around a second callback. Yeah. It's not even based around an actual musical. It's just a second callback for the musical. Yeah. Which, 
does any high school actually do callbacks for auditions or do they not just choose first go round? I didn't think that high school musicals did callbacks. The only play I participated in in high school was Phantom of the Opera, and that's because I was in the orchestra for that. I was tangential to theater kids. I did middle school theater, um, and then I didn't make it into Mulan, and I was like, I have a grudge against theater, and theater is terrible because I didn't get to be in Mulan, even though I would have fucking killed Mulan. Um, And then I didn't do high school theater, but I was always tangentially related to the theater kids because I was in anime club. So I was just worse. Well, that explains both of us pretty well. Yeah, we have band kid and the anime kid joining forces to be uh, a podcast. Excuse me. It was orchestra. It was not band. I was in orchestra. We have the orchestra kid and the <laughs> anime kid joining forces. I mean, worse than that, though, I was the ballet kid. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. I did martial pretty arts. Bad. I was a skater boy. I said, see you later, boy. <laughs> oh, no. So yeah, that's Sucker Punch. Yeah. It sucks. We're like, sucks or fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. That I'll movie stop. Sucker Punched me. Like, watching that movie feels like getting Sucker Punched, quite frankly. It's really not a good movie. And it only gets worse with time. Except for the CGI. The CGI ages pretty well. Because it's stylized. Yeah. And the it makes me think of Twilight in the way that, like, everything about it was set up to be a good movie, but it just wasn't a good movie. But in the way that Twilight is camp, Sucker Punch is not. Twilight also comes with a source material, and the source material is camp. Yes. Not intentionally, but it is. Yeah. Um. Oh, so since we're wrapping up, I would like to do a quick little shout out to a live stream that i watched the vmas on last night i need to pull up his username um give me just a second i'd like to shout him out because it was through their force of will to get that stream to work and find the right place that i was able to watch it so i'd like to thank 13 ty wilson on tiktok for streaming the vmas so that i could watch (laughs) and talk all about taylor swift things and i really appreciate it and you guys should go follow them um super sweet person and a lot of really interesting theories if you are also a swifty like i am let's go um how do you want to take us out i guess we should talk about the fact that we actually released episodes (laughs) that people actually listen to us uh we got a okay like you know listen i'll be gushy about it we got a five-star review or a five-star rating on spotify so that's pretty neat that is very special Thank you all so much for listening and supporting this thing that we do. Uh, Please follow us on social media. We do have a little link thing now. So if you find us on one platform, you should be able to follow us other places to make it easy. We are the Eternal Slumber Party. Yeah, and that link does also have every place that you can listen to us. We are on Spotify, Amazon Music. We are on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and not Stitcher because Stitcher's dead. It is actually called Simplecast. So you can listen to us all those different places and you can follow the Instagram, which is Eternal Slumber Party Pod. Twitter is ESP Podcast. Should we shout out our own personal? Now, if you find me through there, find me through there. I'm good. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. 
Um, and yeah, thanks for thanks for the first person who gave us a five star. You're my favorite forever. I don't choose favorite children. I do. So if you want to be one of my favorite children, leave us a five star. <laughs> That's a lie. My favorite child is just my dog and all of my friends' dogs. Because I'm allergic to cats. Otherwise, um, I would say all pets. But I'm a dog person because I'm allergic to cats. I mean, I'm also allergic to cats. And my actual favorite child is my demon that lives that lives in this house with me. So you and I have different forms of self-torture. Mine is living with yeah. the creature that I am allergic to. Mine is starting a podcast where I have to watch movies I don't like. <laughs> Hey, you got the first two. I had to throw in it's one true. there. <laughs> no, that's very you, true. You loved the first two. Yeah, I do love Jennifer's body. You also like Jennifer's body. Don't I lie. Did. I did. I did. I did. No, it's I love that I like the first two movies you bring to the table. You're like, I was like, oh, these are good movies. Like, I like it. And then my first one is this monstrosity. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I guess that takes us out. So thank you all so much for listening. I hope you have a great fish day or not. The choice is yours. What are we going to listen to next? Wait, what are we going to watch next? <sighs> we don't have to listen to us. 